are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. We're live, Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, the show, we are live, pleased to be joined by a very special guest today, we'll get to him in just a second. Real quick, big thanks to Logboat Brewing, the great Melissa Kaiser of Cornerstone Mortgage, all of our sponsors, and Travis, we have a huge event, June 2nd, right here at Gaslight Lounge, in the parking lot, inside, music, podcast, comedy, who's headlining? The headliner, Arsenio Hall. Nope. It is Ian Bag. Ian Bag headlining. Jonathan Kite showing up. We're bringing him in from LA. Local comics, big comics. It's going to be a hell of a time. Get tickets. WeAreLiveRadio.com. Today, pleased to be joined by the great Roy Wood Jr. You know him from The Daily Show. Yes. We've talked to him before. Indeed. And also, he's at Funny Bone mm-hmm. all weekend long. Big, uh, big return to St. Louis, Roy. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We've been missing you, man. For having me back, man. Yeah, I, absolutely. I know, I know people say dumb shit like that. But yeah. I mean it, like cause Thank you. So nice. media and like radio and podcasting and TV, like all of that stuff. Those people don't have to have you on their show. True, like they can yeah. just go. Nah, <laughs> uh, there's a Chihuahua that saved a f- family in a fire. We're gonna have them on instead. Bro, you right? know what? What's what's really interesting about television is that you learn how famous you are based on where you go up during the morning local news segment. <laughs> I don't like being in your head and, for that because you're too important to worry about that stuff, Roy. And it it just it just makes me laugh. Yeah. There was I'll never forget this. It was, see the Good Morning Wisconsin or Good Morning Green Bay or Drunkest that, state in the union by the way, Wisconsin. Somewhere up US 41 up there in Wisconsin and uh, I43 and I had to wait to go on to promote my comedy show, but first the pig had to make his pigskin picks, and there was a pig. I have a problem with that. Pigs are intelligent creatures, and you're going to make the pig do pigskin? Bro, they laid snacks on the ground, oh. and each square represented a winner or a loser for every football game for that weekend. And was it a nice pig? snack the pig ate first, that was his pick. It, it would really suck if you were hungry. You'd been doing press. Yeah. Like, Can I get a... Fucking it was like Mr. Man. Pig's pigskin, and the guy comes in the the guy comes in the green room. Hey, we're happy you're here. I'm a big fan of everything you do. What you guys do is essential and important. The Daily Show is amazing. We're gonna have you on right right after the pig takes a shit to the studio. <laughs> just stay right here. We'll have you on next. Like, Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> you're just a worn. Your soul is just worn out at that point. So right? when I say thank you for having me, I mean it. Oh, yeah, we have, we have a nice studio. I, I'm, I'm excited yes. to have you here at Gaslight. Travis, we were discussing a big story that's, uh, that's going out there, and then we, we scratched the surface a little bit, and it gets even better. Uh, I wanted to get Roy's uh, opinion on this. Travis, do you want to lead in with what we're dealing with here? Well, obviously, there are a lot of things that are going on in society today, You know, especially in regards to social issues and regards Daily to race. Daily Show covers it covers better it than anybody. Easily. And, and as for myself, a consumer of this information, you know, I have to almost pick and choose my battles. And there's a battle that's currently taking place, and I'm curious to get 
Roy's opinion on. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Mo the Monster. Mo the Monster, um, a, a, a prominent African American adult film star mm. who apparently is suing his production company and the director uh, because oh, no. uh, his uh, lady counterpart, a uh, white woman, apparently was very loose with the N word during filming. And uh, he says in his statement, uh, in his lawsuit, that when he was um, <laughs> completing his task on Young when, Lady's face, when he made she, the delivery, she when he delivered, mm -hmm. she provided, she dropped, she dropped the N word once, once again, mm -hmm. uh, to which he was very obviously disturbed and offended by it. And I'm curious. I again, I'm looking for equality across the board, so I don't know where I jump in in this fight. Right? As Does far she get to counter sue because her cornea is a little itchy today? Like, how do we do possible. this? Possible. If you didn't like it, why'd you keep stroking? <laughs> I don't think he can sue because he finished. Yeah. Right? It's like, if some, like, this, this let's just make this perfectly clear. This is, like, I don't even know what to get paid. You know what I think it is? Like, this is the classic, you slept with an unattractive person, all your friends didn't pull you back from that, and then in the morning, she's walking out or he's walking out, and people see it, and then you're left to deal with that. I think he finished and had regret. Well, you know what, though, to be fair... And Mo, is it Mo the Mower? Mo, Mo the Monster. By the way, the I, haven't, I haven't seen his work, but you have to earn that name in that business, yeah, man. That's, you can't yeah. just be a monster and you're not a monster. Uh, you can't be like average. It's like Wesley Pipes. You yeah. earn that name. You, you got to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> right. earn seen the footage. Name. Right. Uh, <laughs> if, he doesn't, if he doesn't bust, then the producer can say he didn't do the job contractually. Contractual obligation. Yeah. So contractually, I was subjected to, I, I honestly... I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> mean to I'm take you off your game scenario, this morning. <laughs> if I'm in that scenario and someone just starts dropping in bombs, it's gonna increase my performance. <laughs> Don't like, you like grab a whip and turn it on her? Because like, now I have permission to choke you. And yes. Is this not a better footage <laughs> yeah, now? Is right? this not a better scene? Do we want to be the genre? You thought you or were getting dabble? basic missionary? No, you got racism <laughs> choke porn. <laughs> Hashtag that you know Travis. what it's like? It's like when a comedian's contracted to do 45 minutes, but he gives you an hour and a half. Right. You didn't ask for it, <laughs> but he gave you a little Here extra. Okay. Oh, no. You were right. Like, <laughs> like, if it bothered you, what better time to just choke the shit out of somebody mm -hmm. and blame it on in the heat of the moment? or You can, tr you can crush a trick. I, I think he was a little bit more upset that being a brother, that when he heard the N-word, he was he was still aroused. Mm. So I think he's more <laughs> mad at himself because he heard it. He was like, I can't believe it. But yet, Give it here to I me. am. <laughs> Give it to me. Uh, so we, we haven't seen you in about a year. Give us uh, give us the state of the, the Roy Union right now, man. You've been busy. Uh, we love seeing you on the Daily Show. Love see, I see, yeah, you got a two-year-old. I'm potty training him this weekend. Look at the enthusiasm. Home. Bro, I have to teach a human being where to shit. <laughs> Do you understand? Like that. You did know this day was coming, though. Yeah, but I thought... First kid? I thought my girl would have... Yeah, and only. I'm yeah. not trying to have another kid. <laughs> um, I guess I was supposed to talk about career stuff or something, but I want to no, hear about the two-year-old. Hey, what's going on, on in your life? Is, yeah. You just got that look on your face. Bro, like, I know he's going to pick him up. I've been reading these potty training books, and one of them <laughs> is... If, I don't know, white people... Maybe you can explain this. Please. To me. I'm here. As a white person. As a white person. Who invented this potty training style where your kid just walks around, no drawers, no pants on, 
and you just let him free shit no. all over the home, mm -mm. and then you point to it like a puppy dog. Mm -mm. I blame the same people that get called out for gentrification. I blame those people. Like they they took the free range chicken thing and they're trying to apply yeah. it. To, and these aren't farmers. It's free these range are hipsters. Yeah, that's what the, I blame. They're the hipsters with the the cool frames and uh, and kind of shaggy hair trying to apply that to the potty training in their basement. Correct. <laughs> it's a weird love for uh, an obscure sport. Sidebar. Right? Craft beer, if you pay close attention to it, I think that's the way marijuana is eventually going to go. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, yep. Yes. Everybody's celebrating the legalization <laughs> of marijuana, but nothing that the government is in charge of is ever good. I said, or, this, two I said this two days ago. I was like, they're not fixing our roads. They're not going to make the schools usable. There's this no drug that the government monitors that I guarantee you when alcohol was illegal, that shit would get you drunk. <laughs> I wasn't alive back then. Why do you think people still make moonshine to yeah. this day? It's the best. Because it was better. Yeah. Was we have better. tunnels in St. They created a tunnel system in St. Louis that you can still find. It'll get you anywhere quicker than the interstate. Illegal alcohol gave us NASCAR. Like <laughs> it did. That, it certainly did. It was so much better. What is new alcohol giving you? <laughs> Nothing. And then like people go, oh, well, the marijuana is good and it's <laughs> private growers. It's private growers now, but eventually the government's going to figure out a way to muscle their way in and ABC store the shit out of fucking yes. marijuana. Yep. And it'll be dirt, wheat, trash. <laughs> and not only that, when more people start smoking it, yep. I really believe they're going to start. That's when you add the ammonia and the rat poison. And yeah. Because, yeah. I, 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 again, I wasn't alive in these times. And even if I was, I probably wasn't legally allowed to, to buy a cigarette it, or drink. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I bet you tobacco was better before it got all the chemicals and it got right. all of the right. bullshit in there. And eventually that's what weed's going to be. Weed's going to be the same shit where people stand outside on the curb. It's going to be and, lame. And then eventually there's going to be a guy who goes, hey, I've got some craft weed that I grow. <laughs> then the market turns back around it's on it. Go back to the house this weekend. Got some craft it's, strands. It's, my point is be nice to people making craft beer because in 20 <laughs> years they're going to be your weed man. See, this I is was, what you get at the Funny Bone all weekend. He just, do you see how he, just, he weaved? He, and then that he wasn't came even back. a joke. This is just a nope. random the story. story. We were talking back, about though. free range shitting. <laughs> so, okay, we got some good hashtags already. We have hashtag racist choke porn, free hashtag range free range shitting. Okay, let's keep working through it. You did something recently that, um, and you do this a lot on your segments, but you went to a pro-gun rally recently. Yeah. And when I saw that- You're from that, Alabama. What are you, th sorry, Travis. No, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, like, when you guys do those, when you go into the, I guess, the quote-unquote lion's den, if you will, yeah. like, what was your, in that particular segment, I loved it because I'm all, what was your mindset when you showed up? I would imagine when you showed up, you're like, this is- Don't get shot. That's what, that's what I was, I was like, right. man, Roy, don't go out like this. Like, I really, and this is something stupid, but I really, when you think about racial profiling and the police getting called on black people and stuff, it, the thing that I really like about segments like that uh -huh. is that I sometimes have to specify to the producers, I'm like, yo, make sure it's a big crew. And make sure it's some white people in that crew. Okay. Don't send me there with all black cameramen and a black microphone. Dude. Like, no. I need white people around me so that they know, okay, this Negro's official. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly is here on and they, they Why like, is it funnier to hear that? By here's the, the thing, way. like you see it on TV and it's go, oh, you're making fun of these people. But if you go back and watch the footage, all I No, did the was, segment you yeah. All I did was ask questions. Yeah, you did. It wasn't anything It's just tell anything. me your truth. 
And then when I get back to yep. New York, I'm going to laugh at your <laughs> right. truth. Right. But in the moment when you're there, it's not as malicious as it seems when you watch it. It's not right. as blatant. There's there's moments where you got to say something slick. And then like in that pro-gun rally piece, the, the, <laughs> joke of, the joke of the whole segment for people who haven't seen it yet, uh, Montana had a pro-gun rally where you weren't allowed to bring guns. I got questions. So, yeah. So we roll up to the rally. Yo, you love guns. Hell yeah. Show me your gun. Didn't bring it. Okay, next person. That's not how love works, sir. Exactly. And, right. But the, the thing that I think is important to point out, though, and, you know, there were definitely some crazies in the crowd, but there are a lot of sane, normal gun owners. Indeed. Yeah. Period. They're out there, and... It's very dangerous to loop all of them into crazy town. Agreed. Because we'll turn around and say, well, Donald Trump called MS-13 animals. And they're all animals because they're, you know, they're Mexicans. Are, black people all kill you. <laughs> like, if you can't be against that. Right. And then turn on the same stroke, call all, all. These are the only gun owners I don't fuck with. It's people who say that they want to fight the government. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, like. I don't think you need an assault rifle for hunting. I think it's a bitch-ass move, but fine. <laughs> right. Fine. Yeah. But when you say you need guns because one day the government is coming over the hill in an M1 Abrams and they're going to be shooting artillery and a, a Black Hawk is going to fly over your two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> And they're going to... Single you out. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to zip line down. <laughs> you got a chance? Speed <laughs> rope or whatever. Kind of over you don't before have a chance. it starts. You don't like, have a chance. Those are the people that you need to... Because why is the government coming to fuck with you? What are you right. up to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you doing in this yeah. basement that makes you believe you need John Wick level right. artillery? I don't think you can execute like John Wick either. No. no. That's not right. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite thing. Actually, recently they had a gun show in St. Louis County. And when I say it was the most eclectic, like it was the most like you talking about brothers, mm -hmm. people from rural areas. Like he, he's right that like there are a lot of responsible gun owners well, out there that. Yeah, that's the thing. I grew up in a rural area, literally a town called Farmington. So I know plenty of normal people. You know, like, Bank presidents that are like, are they banking on gun? the government yeah. coming over the hill though? No, no, <laughs> yeah, it's something that it's like it's a thing they have. It's they just getting on deer once a year. We're never going to get to the bottom of the issue though because everybody's yelling. Thank you. And it's That's just a good shut way to... up, but gone see the gun nut. <laughs> no, some motherfucker's sick in the head. Yeah, who decided I'm going to use this thing for the wrong reason? <laughs> so then you go right. to people who own this thing. You go, hey, is there a way we could? see about maybe this, this, and that. And I know mm -hmm. that there's people on the right who don't want any gun reform because it's a slippery slope and all of that shit. They would probably point to tobacco getting just the neutered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The moment they were like, okay, we'll give you one concession, the next thing you know, there were no more cigarette ads. Mm -hmm. right, right. Which, sidebar, is, an, is a testament to just how fucking amazing a cigarette is. <laughs> There hasn't been a cigarette commercial in 40 years. Right. Still something like gang Oh, my God. Making yeah. money. Well, oh, we're going to take them down. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely not. Like, that's why I like the truth. <laughs> that's a good point. I seen a cigarette commercial in two decades. Correct. Full disclosure, <laughs> I did a truth 
uh, campaign commercial. Oh, they, yeah. they, they approached us at the Daily Show and like, do you want to do one of the anti-cigarette ads? And I like money, so I'm not going <laughs> to say no. Right. But, and I don't smoke, which is another requirement. So I go, fine. I, and it was about how how print ads for cigarettes and how cigarettes are targeted in the black, black community, community and all right. of that stuff. And I go, okay, this is helping us right. find <laughs> black power. Yes. But then the more research I did after the fact, I go, I, I would love to see a graph of when the truth campaign ads started laid against oh. profits yes. in the tobacco Ooh. industry. And just see that uptick. <laughs> the more ads they ran. Yeah. I forgot all about cigarettes. Thanks for right. reminding yeah. me the truth. I run into the store. Well, and then they 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 gloat about like tobacco companies are paying for this. We're sticking it to them. And they're thinking like, you're a uh, low-level employee salary to us. Like, this is nothing <laughs> to us. So, yes, please keep making your cute I'll, little commercials. I'll tell you something else about that off mic because I don't want <laughs> We'll have to hear about that. I don't want big tobacco to but, come ruin but, my life. But to your point, how do you, because you guys are in a writer's room and you you see the news coming across the television screen, and I would imagine, for whatever reason, something personally may hit you, and you get fired up, and you get angry. How do you then turn that emotion into something comedic, and how do you tune it down so you can present something that's still funny to your that's audience? That's Trevor. That's 100% Trevor. Mm. Trevor is, is centrist the word? But he's very much, he has this weird zen energy about him where... Mm nothing really gets him riled up. He feels the gravitas of the situation right. and understands it. But, you know, anger is just wasted calories for him. So but it doesn't... With his history and then growing up where his mother had to basically keep him lie secret. and hide right. him. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, growing up in apartheid South Africa, he's seen a lot of so oppression. This ain't shit. This ain't shit. Yeah. Right. So Trump, to a degree, is following a lot of the Jacob Zuma administrations right he's they're running the same offense mm. if you want to make it football so he's seen these plays before so all right when this has happened here's how we address the issue because there are days where people come in raw when the um the walter scott shooting that was one mm. right when uh south carolina shot him in yeah. the back while he was video running. evidence bro yeah. i came in i came into the writers meeting you got to understand the writers meeting is like it's like a big ass super bowl party it's like 20, 25 people, and there's a TV, and we're watching clips, and you're cracking jokes and making, you know, okay. and that's kind of okay. how the morning meeting flows. We have a research department that grabs clips the night before. They come in at 7 in the morning, arrange everything, and at 9, we sit, we watch all these clips, and you you crack jokes, and you got somebody, you have a writer in the corner transcribing anything that's funny, okay. and that's how you start figuring out what the shape of the show will be for the day, but there's days where there are no jokes whatsoever and yeah. it is 100 percent fuck them fuck that that's full of shit <laughs> that like and trevor can take that energy and sometimes put that at the top of the show because there's days where you know the philando castile verdict right was one of the days where there were no jokes in the first act trevor just came on and just straight spoke no teleprompter to the emotions oh, wow that he was feeling into the emotions that, you know, and what the world and right. what what the country may have been going through at the time. And then you come out of that and you may be able to make jokes on the commentary about the thing. Right. Or you just wait a couple of days. Like that's that generally seems to be the protocol there is that when it's something that happens where there are no jokes, 
like when Las Vegas happened. Right. There's no jokes about Vegas, but there are jokes about the news coverage and how people botched getting in the face of these survivors mm. way too soon. Right. Very way true. too soon. Hurricane Irma was another one where people are literally carrying all they have left in their arms to a shelter and CNN is running them. He was going to. That's terrible. So the joke isn't about the storm. It's about the coverage. Yeah. Or it's about this person. It's about this incident. Right. So and that's how you have to approach it. It's just everybody pours in their anger and then Trevor has a way of just filtering that and figuring out the best way to disseminate that on the show. That's why you all are the best. And I know you've got a busy day, Eddie. We're going to let you get out of here tonight and all weekend at the Funny Bone yes. in Westport. Thank you so much, man. It was I a real treat. I appreciate this. Good yeah, ahead. we're going to see we'll you this week. He's yeah. bringing his dad to your show, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Right. <laughs> Better deliver. Wait, is he like an OG? He's got his doctorate and he teaches at the University of Memphis. He's not. But he is like one of the, like, he's one of those OGs like, oh, I'm hip now. I like the comedy scene. <laughs> he, goes like, hip, right, he goes on hip hop cruises. <laughs> yeah, my dad go, my dad, I, I, I knew you had to leave. But quick, my dad, yeah, he, drew, he we went on a Tom Joyner morning cruise again. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing and dad was, scored was, more than Trav. I met yeah. a young lady on that cruise boat. <laughs> <laughs> she called me the N-word way too many times. <laughs> oh, Still gave it that pipe, though. <laughs> I love it. Come back anytime, man. We love having you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Roy. Roy. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs>